Welcome to Data Protection Gumbo Season 2, Episode 5. I am Demetrius Malbro, your Chief Data Protection Chef. And today on Data Protection Gumbo, we are going to discuss getting deduped and how to invent a billion dollar data protection product. Now today I have the pleasure of introducing Mr. Jedediah Yua, who founded Delphix Corporation in 2008 and has been its executive chairman since April 2016. Now Mr. Yua was the founder and CEO of Avamar Technologies in 1999 and also served as the VP of Product Management at EMC as well after EMC acquired Avamar. And the Amazon best-selling author of the book, Disrupt or Die. Now, without further ado, I would like to introduce and cue up the conversation with Mr. Yua. Welcome to the Gumbo, Jed. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on the show, Demetrius. Well, glad to have you on. So let's go ahead and start with the first question that I've been wondering for quite some time here. Can you describe the world around you in 1999? I was fresh out of college and I didn't even know about the concept of Avamar, but uh, as, as I've grew in the industry, I've uh, definitely become very familiar with, with Avamar. Paint a picture for me as far as, you know, what led to the creation of Avamar? Yeah, that was a really long time ago. So let me search through my memory for the answer. I, I was fresh out of college as well. Okay. Back in, back in 1999, everybody was backing up all their data to tapes. So the enterprise data protection industry was still dominated by tape and tape media and automated tape libraries. Yet on the consumer side, you already had products like MP3 players and TiVo just shipped. And these were consumer products that were taking audio cassette tapes or VHS tapes and putting them on disk and transforming the user experience. As disks became more and more popular for consumer uses, and as data continued to grow for enterprises, disk was falling on a per gigabyte basis in cost faster than tape and optical and other types of media. So you had what I call a value seam opening up. You had this really fast changing set of dynamics within the enterprise data protection industry that were really crying out for a solution. Okay. And that's what resulted in the idea for Avamar. Okay, great. Yeah, I really like that concept of value seeing when I am uh, actually uh, partway finished uh, with, with your book, uh, Disrupt or Die. Uh, I am really enjoying it right now and uh, looking forward to finishing it up really soon here. So um, I, I also just finished writing a blog about dedupe and deduplication, and its uh, name of the blog is Deduplication or Tetris. And it seems like conversations, even today, are really complex uh, com uh, topics around, you know, how do you dedupe? Is it variable length? Is it source-based? Is it target-based? You know, what's the formula? What's your dedupe ratio? So it gets really, really arduous and, and complex to have that conversation. So how did you come up with the technology uh, for, for deduplication? I, I think there's this great um, quote attributed to Picasso, which is, it goes something like, great artists steal. And uh, so it was really taking the idea from another place. It's what I call technology transfer. It's a branch of the tree of innovation in the book. And um, at the time, there were already products like Microsoft's um, single instance store. It was really a technology inside of Exchange where they would eliminate uh, redundant copies of email attachments in some Exchange implementations. Okay. And once I understood that there were technology concepts like that where you could 
uh, where you could basically eliminate redundant copies of files. I realized applying that to the idea of backup, uh, especially enterprise tape backup, would be very powerful because there's an incredible amount of data that is the exact same data day over day for all of the backups that you take. So all your daily, weekly fulls, incrementals, there's tons of data that's just redundant and repeated. And then there's a lot of data that's repeated across systems. Uh, the Windows executables or OS binaries, things like that are all um, shared across a large multitude of systems. And so if you can eliminate all of these redundant copies and then pack all that data onto disk, now you really have a solution that uh, can displace the industry. Okay, cool. And also right now what I'm really seeing is a lot of uh, headlines around uh, ransomware and cryptocurrency and Bitcoin and things like that. So I even uh, saw a headline that Bitcoin uh, approached well over $6,000 per single Bitcoin. I think it's now over $7,000. So that, that cryptocurrency market is really huge and it's actually changing changing the world i guess because we're we're living in a digital world now but do do you think that uh, cryptocurrency and bitcoin i guess will eventually diminish in some ways i think it doesn't really matter and, and here's why if you look at china as a precursor for what can happen with payments which is one of the kind of key elements where bitcoin and cryptocurrency can really make a big difference 80% of payments is already on mobile. It's already shifted away from their big banks and their traditional payment methods. And so if, if companies like Facebook and Apple and Google decide to offer payments and really move heavily into the space, or if PayPal continues to grow at the rate that it's growing, they're going to be able to transform the banking industry, the financial services industry, whether or not they use Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. So I think the key is revolution is going to occur in financial services and payments. It's not clear if what it, the underlying technology will be that drives that transformation. Okay, great. Now, leading into that question, wh where do you see the next wave of innovation that's intersecting with the data protection and backup and recovery and even the storage industry? Well, right now, the big one is cloud. So everything is getting refactored by the cloud. And as on-premise data centers begin to shrink and then eventually shrivel and shut down, everything that's getting backed up is going to move, is going to move into these big cloud services. And so all of the backup solutions have to be refactored around that. There are also other major waves that are occurring. You have huge regulatory compliance-driven trends and, way, and trends and requirements. Things like GDPR really change the nature of data protection and backup and recovery. Uh, with GDPR from Europe, you, you not only have to secure citizen data, European citizen data, you also have to be able to delete that data if a, if a citizen requests to have their confidential information deleted. And that includes deleting it out of things like backup and DR and archival. Okay, great. Um, yeah, I actually have a future episode coming up with GDPR, so I'm looking forward to that as well. Now, going back a little bit to the Avamar story, I'm, I'm sure it was really fun to, uh, to start, start a company from scratch, but uh, I guess some of the lessons learned, or what's the biggest lesson that you learned from building a product such as um, your Avamar product? Yeah, if I could text myself just two words... I could, back in time, I could probably radically change the outcome of Avamar. 
And the two words I would text myself are no rain. Rain is R, uh, capital R-A-I-N, all caps. Uh, and what I mean by that is when we, when we started building Avamar, we built a deduplicating hash-based file system that ran, that did variable length deduplication uh, across all the source systems on all the source systems that you're backing up into Avamar. And on top of that, we also added this technology called RAIN, or underneath it, we also layered on another technology called RAIN, or Redundant Array of Independent Nodes. And it was a clustering technology that allowed you to scale up or scale down an Avamar cluster. Uh, if a single server in storage failed, uh, you could read and write around it and, and wait until you added a new system into the, into the overall cluster. So it was great technology, and customers said they wanted that technology, but it was so hard for us to implement that it just consumed a huge amount of our development time. And in the end, that RAIN technology took us years to really harden and get to the quality required to ship at scale for a large set of customer environments. We were just too premature in, in that time to add a technology layer as complicated as that. So one of the big lessons I learned is to really respect uh, engineering complexity. Yeah, cool. I, I, I have to do the same myself, uh, working with some of the engineers where I am today. Um, but moving forward, so you are uh, running, uh, what is it, Delphix. Is that correct? Yeah, I ran, I ran Delphix as CEO for the first seven, seven and a half years, and now I've moved into the executive chairman role. Okay, great. So how did you come up with the idea of that company? Delphix was easier to come up with the idea because in some ways we created the problem with Avamar and data deduplication. So as Avamar became more and more prevalent, prevalent in enterprise environments, we ended up, EMC ended up selling billions of dollars worth of the product to tens of thousands of enterprises around the world. And a lot of those companies would sit down and say, hey, Jed, I constantly restore the data from my Avamar systems into development, tests, QA, stage, training, analytics, all these different environments for all these different needs we have for our data. And is there something you can do about all the shared data across all of those environments? And I, I realized we had done something, done something wrong. We, we had built this disk-based data protection solution that eliminated data inefficiency and um, really, really put a focus on deduplication. But in order to use the data, you had to restore it to another location. And, um, and what's, what's more, if you needed to restore it to multiple locations, you have to do separate restores. So you're actually creating all this redundant data for each restore. So that, that's where the idea for Delphix came from. It was really demand for data from our customers at Avamar. And I, I realized that, um, that we had to build a new type of solution. So I left DMC to start Delphix. And what we do is virtualize the underlying data sets so that we collect the data into Delphix, but then you can use it simultaneously for dev, test, QA, stage, training, analytics, AI, machine learning, deep learning, whatever you need the data for. And it's all served off of one shared footprint. Okay, awesome. So you, you would use the word easy, right? So you said, oh, yeah, it's easy to start this new company. <laughs> That's not really for all of us to say, though. <laughs> it, it was easier the second time around, but I would say that it wasn't that hard to start Avamar, even coming fresh out of college. You know, one of the things I love about America is all you need is a great idea to get started and to get moving. I, I was an English major in college. I had no background in tech, no background in business. 
I came up with the idea for Avamar, and eventually I was able to get audiences by networking my way to some of the top VCs in Silicon Valley. And if you have a great idea and they believe in that idea, they'll fund you. And that's really what happened. Yeah, I, I still sweat when I uh, sit down to watch Shark Tank. So, you know, may, maybe I'll have to uh, get a little better at that if I want to start something soon. <laughs> yeah, Shark, Shark Tank is a great show. Yeah. So uh, I guess, how do you envision the data center in the year 2025? Let's look in the, in the future crystal ball here. Yeah, I think there, there's, there's far fewer data centers and most of the data centers have been consolidated by the major cloud players. Right now, the, the most enterprises still have an incredible volume of infrastructure in their data centers and enterprise apps are very slowly moving to the cloud. That's actually the biggest opportunity uh, from a dollars and cents perspective for the cloud. Uh, by, by 2025, I think the convergence has occurred and you have a, a small number of cloud vendors who have won in the space and the vast majority of data centers have really shriveled or died. Okay, cool. And as far as let's go ahead and keep this trend on, I guess, data protection and, and advice. So I guess what advice would you give to anyone, I guess, looking to build a data protection product? Yeah, and it's really the same kind of advice I have in the book. It's, it's all about thinking big and small. It's thinking about what are the big changes in the industry that create opportunities for you to deliver a disproportionate amount of new value with a solution. And then it's finding the technology that unlocks that value seam. And so as, the, as data transitions to the cloud, you have this major platform shift. As government regulations change the requirements for solutions, you have, you have, you have opportunities to provide different kinds of solutions. Uh, as new technologies like AI emerge, all of these will drive real changes or the opportunity to provide outstanding value with data and data protection solutions. And those are the things that will allow somebody to build the next generation data protection product. Yeah, you just threw out a, a, a buzzword for me, AI or artificial intelligence. So yeah, that, there's a lot that's going on right now, um, like uh, what virtual reality, quantum computing, IoT, Internet of Things, and, and the list goes on, right? I think I read something a couple of days ago that you can actually, uh, you can store a significant amount of data on like the point of a f uh, pin. That's uh, like really amazing that we can actually get into a point where we can actually, you know, do things like that. Um, so do, do you think that AI or artificial intelligence or IoT will affect the data protection industry? Yeah, absolutely. I think IoT is going to drive just a huge volume of data that all needs to be protected and all needs to be managed and all needs to be used. And AI is this enormous, hungry consumer of data. For you to, to and, and when, I, when we talk about AI, I'm, I'm specifically talking about machine learning and deep learning, uh, what's being implemented in the, in the Google clouds and the Amazon clouds and in a lot of enterprise data centers today. Uh, when you want to use AI algorithms, machine learning or deep learning algorithms, you often have to feed it an incredible amount of training data. And it's really the training data, getting the training data to those AI algorithms is very difficult. There's a lot of gravity around data. So data gets bigger. It sits in all these different silos. It's hard to move data from place to place. But the better you are at moving data to these AI algorithms, 
the, the, the better you will be at reaping the rewards from the use of these AI algorithms. So I think AI will be a real game changer for the data protection industry. Great. Well, that is the final question that I have for you. It has been a pleasure having you on Data Protection Gumbo, and I'm sure our listeners will enjoy the content and also learn something from our discussion here. Thanks. Great. Thank you for having me. All right. Have a good one. You too. Thank you so much for listening to Data Protection Gumbo. I appreciate each and every one of you. I would like for you to check out the website, dataprotectiongumbo.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at dmalbro, or you can uh, link up with me on LinkedIn. Thank you so much. Have a great one.